Hi, welcome to Girls on Film. I'm Olgie. And I'm Georgia. And this week we're talking about Baby Teeth. So Baby Teeth is an Australian film from 2020. Yeah. And you could say it's about a girl who has cancer and a guy who's a drug addict. And it's a love story, I guess. It is a love story. An unconventional. Yeah. Yeah. And even, yeah, and like sort of her relationship with her parents as well. Mm. Um, and family is definitely a huge part yeah, of it. Yeah, no confidence. It's also like about their, her parents' love story, I think, yeah, as well as her own. Yeah, kind of like parallel things going yeah. alongside each other. I think it was originally a play. Oh. Yeah. I it's quite an interesting that, one. Yeah, yeah, because some of the ways it starts, like it has a lot of subtitle, not subtitles, but like it's kind of almost divided into little chapters. Oh yeah, where it, it does. It has like sections. Yeah, it has titles like yeah, Miller um, starts chemo, romance, romance yeah. one, just another diamond day. Yeah, and that's quite odd because that's how I think they do the time frame. Yeah, because I remember saying to you when watching it, what actually is the time frame of this? Like instead of sort of mm. saying a week later or two weeks later. It's quite nice it's that quite they actually easy, do yeah. it by sort of events rather than yeah. just focusing on a week, a month. A yeah. Week. The main character also breaks the fourth wall. Like a cup, not a lot, but like maybe like four or five times very subtly. And that's probably, yeah. I mean, maybe like in the play she has like monologues where yeah. she breaks the fourth wall. Maybe yeah. that's where they decided to take that from. Yeah. The soundtrack is, I really like it. The soundtrack's, I think, a bit different than the other films that we have discussed. Yeah. Um, I think there's a very different sound to it, and more sort of classical music as well. Um, well, I mean, the yeah. mom's... I, I think she's a pianist. Yeah, and she was a she's, concert pianist. Yeah. So I think that's sort of then the big part of her relationship with her daughter is mm-hmm. through music as well. Yeah, the who... Connect, yeah. Play the violin and the piano exactly. together. So we'll have some classical songs, yeah. not to be mistaken with the score, which we know we've said we wouldn't play. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's an interesting mix. Okay, yeah, the first song we're going to play is called Golden Brown by The Stranglers.
So that song came out in 1981, and it's a British band. Um, yeah, it's quite unusual because I feel like that song has got quite a, an, I don't know, like a ballad kind of yeah. sound, whereas I feel like the stranglers in my head are a bit more punky <laughs> to sort of produce yeah. that kind of like, it's like a tinkering sound. I feel like that's maybe one of their later songs. Yeah, because they, I mean, they, I think they formed a band much earlier than 1981. They formed in uh, 1974, so yeah, I guess that's like seven years into making um, music. You know, like a, I guess like a rock band in a way. This yeah. Quite, I mean, it's a nice song, but there's something very, um, I don't know what the word is, but like tinkery is the way that Yeah, I'm, no, there's something a little bit like, weird about yeah, it, but also... I think it's quite an odd sound in a way. I can kind of imagine listening to it while like doing stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it's quite like a far, like not fast tempo, but yeah. I don't even know how to describe it. No, but is this? I like it though. Yeah. It's a bit weird, is what it is. Yeah. I, think. I guess it kind of works in the film because the whole yeah, point I think, is that they all are a bit. Yeah, it's something. unconventional yeah. and dysfunctional. That's the word. Um, um, the next song is classical. So that takes time. I, this is one of the songs that the mum, I think the mum is playing this in the car when she's like driving to school and stuff. I really like the character of the mum actually. Yeah. She's so crazy but lovely. Yeah. We can discuss the mum <laughs> yeah. a bit. So it's called um, Mad Last, <laughs> My Homeland. And here it is. all the classical music used i think it's quite nice because it's a very yeah. it's a modern film like it's set in modern day modern yeah times of sort of um and they're in like a really modern house as well yeah very, the house is a really, really cool. cool house and then you've got the sort of classical music alongside it yeah i think it's interesting they chose to use some classical music rather than just sort of request something specifically quite like epic and like that by whoever wrote the score mm. um also, it's just quite... I think it adds to the fact that it is quite a tragic film. Like, this yeah. kind of music is so right for stuff that's epic and tragic and sad. Yeah. It's almost kind of operatic. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean... Yeah, like playing classical music, I think, definitely has like an element of making something more dramatic. Yeah. Um, and the film does cover very serious topics in that sense. Yeah. So it does need that sort of, I guess, the classical music gives a bit more of like an oomph, like, a, like you said, like an operatic feel to the storytelling. Yeah. But, um... So what did you think of the film? 
Um, I enjoyed the film. I did. It was a bit mm-hmm. sad because I, I mean, I don't know if how much I should give away. If I'm gonna give away spoilers. <laughs> I might just give away spoilers. Yeah. Because <laughs> Sorry. The fact that she does actually end up passing I'm away is on. actually quite sad. But then it's also sort of expected because it's a bit like I just look a bit a fault in our stars in that way. Where, <laughs> Sorry. Um, where, um, I hate the fault on our stars. I, I, I it's awful. I, I hate it. it. But there's nothing that like, you do know it's it's going to end in in a sad way, even though it's about a love story. Do you yeah. know what I mean? like, You're not watching it being like they're going to end up and live happily ever after together. Um, but also, like I didn't even realise she had cancer like it's not obvious it's just suddenly like oh she's gonna start chemo again it's like oh wait what it's yeah. it barely focuses on the fact she has cancer at all like you don't even find out what kind of cancer she has or no. what her diagnosis is no. but then I think it's sort of you it, they do make it obvious as well like you do see scenes of her in hospital or like yeah but barely and, yeah Maybe that's part of it, though, is to sort of show, like, how, yeah, like, her actual life, as if, you know, like, cancer does take over someone's life, so they want to show, like, more, like, personal relationships, like, how it's affected her home life, rather than just, like, treating it as a medical condition. Mm, I just feel like it doesn't fully, it doesn't define her. Yeah, no, exactly, like, they want to sort of show that she's still got, like, a social life and trying to be herself. Yeah. She's so individual as well. Miller is the name of the main character. Yeah. She's an incredibly strong individual. Like, the way that she's just so confident going into school for the first time after Keith yeah. started. She was wearing with a wig. And there's a scene with her and this um, mean girl. other girl who sort mean of tries girl. it on. Well, it's <laughs> odd, though, because I thought something bad was going to happen in that scene. Like, she was going to sort of, I don't know, run away with the wig or something. Mm. But the girl, I would say, was more just, like, incredibly insensitive. <laughs> I don't think she was doing it to, like, bully Miller. I think yeah. it was more just that, like, she was so sort of, like, stuck in her own world. She didn't see how that could affect yeah. her. She basically tried on Miller's wig and sort of being like, oh, wow, like, I would look great with long hair. And I'm going to get extensions to the ball and sort of taking selfies while Miller sort of got very self-conscious being made to take her wig off. Just yeah. sort of standing there, realising. I don't know, like, it was quite a... Yeah. Really... Like the girl did not realise how that was not a nice thing to do. Yeah, I guess maybe it shows how mature Miller is compared to mm. her peers her age. Yeah. Because yeah, she's so advanced. Yeah, she is so funny and... I mean, you do forget she's a small child because of the relationship oh, with the boyfriend. Yeah. Is, I mean, the, what's, his, what's his actual name? Moses. Moses. He's... Mo. <laughs> he's, like, 23. Yeah. And she's in school uniform. Like, she's not even six form. She's full on, like, 16, 17. Yeah. And he's literally 23. Yeah. So, yeah, she, I guess she is a lot more mature for her age if she has a boyfriend who's, like, <laughs> six years older than her or something crazy. Yeah, I mean, what do you think of the relationship? It's dodgy. Like, it's <laughs> fundamentally dodgy. But if you're dying, like, I do don't, the rules apply? The thing is, I guess it's always the same thing in films like this, that it's that whole thing, like, love knows no age. And it's like, yeah, fair enough, but he's literally 23. And he's literally... I feel like they're not even trying to pretend it's okay, though. I think so much of the film is about just showing things that aren't really okay yeah. but they're just yeah. showing it for the sake of showing it rather than trying to have some kind of message yeah i mean it's like what you said about it being an unconventional film like it's trying to show yeah. real life real world problems it's very raw in yeah it's sort of showing you know things aren't as simple as like i don't know like even something as simple as a relationship like she's found someone who she actually loves but she's dying mm. and then he's so much older than her but then mm. they work you know like mm. he doesn't feel weird collecting her from school yeah which would be weird for most people whereas <laughs> both of them are just like we like yeah. each other it's so raw yeah like he tries to steal from her multiple times as well because oh. he has drug problems and has yeah. been kicked out of home yeah which and is hard to really... watch he is more reserved with her in expressing his feelings. 
because it takes him a while to actually say that he likes her back because at the beginning she carries on thinking that the only reason he comes back is because he is just stealing the drugs from her yeah. house and she sort of does ask him like you know do you actually like me and stuff in mm-hmm. that way and he was basically just like it's complicated he does detox eventually though during yeah. the film and then he starts the you can turn. tell that he actually does like her then from yeah. the beginning it is still I think he likes her like, from the start trust him though yeah because I definitely didn't trust his feelings to her at the beginning mm. like midway through the film I was like no this is clearly like he does but it's interesting though one of the things I really noticed about the film there are loads of gaps yeah but they're very purposeful like mm-hmm. suddenly his brother's like allowed to see him again whereas yeah. in the beginning he wasn't and mm. then suddenly they're just hanging out. like there are a lot of gaps we don't see or like when Moses decides to stop taking drugs like you don't see that he's just suddenly like detoxing and throwing up and they're all quite big moments because yeah you saying that family's interesting. a key part of the film where you see Moses mum and his younger brother who live together and he's been kicked out of the house mm. And she literally, when she sees him, calls the police to say someone's like, broken into my house. So you yeah. know it's not a good relationship. Mm-hmm. We never see the dad. We hear him talk about the dad. Yeah, he um, says he's only met him once. But yeah, so you see his family then, so you'd think it'd be a really important moment if he starts like, you know, reconciling with his mum, or then how she allows the younger brother to go sort of unaccompanied yeah. to be with Moses. Like there's questions around that, but... I it's guess a, real yeah. life in a way, like you don't know what happens behind closed doors. Exactly, most families yeah. aren't really like, um, gonna work. It sticks true to it to being her story. Like if you sort of found out more about his family, I think it becomes because I think it's sort of her and her love story. Yeah. Whereas if we start as it's it definitely story, her story. Like the fact yeah. that she's the only one who's really subtly breaks the fourth wall. Yeah. When she's excited or scared, it's almost like she thinks she's in a film or something. Mm. Definitely. And there's also just gaps in terms of the dad, um, Miller's dad, Mm. kisses that other pregnant woman. Yeah. Um, He sort of freaks out, but then nothing ever happens, you know. I think, yeah, I think it was just a meltdown. Yeah, I think it was just a But I think both of them recognised it just, like, didn't mean anything. Yeah, because I don't think it did. I think it was very much that he's living in the most stressed environment yeah. and he just had a moment of kind of like panic yeah and just sort of, yeah but it's just odd because then she's still around having dinners and things and it's just like well, i think it's because it's so casual that's the thing yeah. like it's so the film is so kind of raw mm. it's yeah. just kind of like well this actually kind of happens sometimes yeah. but it doesn't necessarily mean that much it's not even that it makes it makes really dramatic things not that dramatic in the film yeah. like that the cancer the drug taking like Literally everything. Literally everything. Which I guess is a good way in a way to like show these problems rather than yeah. demonising people and things. Yeah. Like actually just showing that people go through difficult times. Yeah, and do bad things. Yeah. And even that woman actually has her own problems in terms of she's just sort of smoking mm. while pregnant. Mm-hmm. And she's I'm alone. not saying that's a problem, but like you really probably <laughs> shouldn't be. Yeah. So and she's just sort of yeah, she's a know. single mark. She's got loads of tattoos. Mm. Yeah, she's so funny that I really like she's that character. She's a fun character, actually. Speaking yeah. of fun, yes. I really like the dance scene when Miller. So we also see a lot of Miller's music teacher, and also, mm. who's also her mum's music teacher. Um, and there's a really nice scene when Miller and the music teacher are just like, oh, I can't be bothered to actually do this right now. Yeah. So they list, they put on a record, and this is the song that plays, and they dance. I can't jump high, but I hear all the notes. I can't be you.
That was such a cool song. Such a cool song. And um, she really loses herself. You see her dancing and the camera gets really up close and like like freehanded and there's like moving up and down yeah. and stuff. And she really just loses herself in it. It's a really It's a really cool great scene. Moment. Like she's just sort of barefoot, dancing around, completely forgetting about sort of all her problems in life and yeah. just actually listening to the you know the music and just letting her body go with it like yeah. her arms are just all over the place and the camera angles you're right are really cool because they do come zoom in sort of like her eyes closed or like her feet yeah. just sort of prancing and it's a great moment because you even see when the um the mom comes to pick her up she yeah. sort of stands and watches her just sort of instead of, sort of interrupting or being like why aren't like, you know i'm paying for these lessons <laughs> she just sort of smiles silently to herself and again a moment of sort of the mom and daughter connecting over music like just having a silent moment for the mom to be like mm. i don't know like there's something really nice about her just having that moment to dance and sort of forget about things yeah dancing is a big part of the film it is i guess it's a Miller dances mm. a lot. Yeah, she does. Like, Not in an annoying way, though. Release, though, from things. Yeah. To just sort of prance. <laughs> but that song's called Come My Way <laughs> um, by Sudan Archives. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I just, I just really like the sound of that. It's song. so like, different. Yeah. And I was reading about the, sort of, the person who sort of was the head of that, mm-hmm. Brittany Parks. And it says that she's like a self-taught violinist and like vocalist and things. And that they're basically saying how her music doesn't really have a genre because it's sort of got West African folk music mm-hmm. with like, like electro sort of beats and she kind of like distorts and then plays her own violin and just adds tambourine and just sort of... Mm. She says that she sort of does it around what you can dance to in a way. Mm. Which I thought was quite an interesting concept that she sort of... I like Instead that. of making music sound good, she sort of produces music. And she's a... For her to sort of actually yeah. dance in a way. She's she's like an artist right now. That song's not that old, isn't it? No, I, I think, think it's, it's from... Is it from 2017? In, yeah, it is. It's 2017. Mm. Um, the soundtrack is so eclectic. It's really eclectic. But it all really works. Yeah, definitely. But I would... Um, I would I'm going to give this... Um, Sudan archives more of this. Mm, like, I've been listening to it a lot. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Very um, cool. And what do you think of the dad as well? Because like, we didn't actually discuss him just then when we were talking about the characters. I like him. Mm-hmm. He's. I mean, what's also really interesting is both the parents have drug problems. Yeah. But in a controlled, domestic, suburban kind of way. Yeah. Um. It's very. I don't know, like it's a very sort of classic if it's, if your problem is kind of middle, upper class and you're white, Mm. it's sort of deemed as kind of okay in an odd way, Mm -hmm. like they just sort of continue living in their nice house, they've got so many problems with themselves and Mm. with their marriage, but it's sort of just sort of ignored rather than the Mm. Moses, he sort of has been kicked out of the house, he's kind of living on the street it doesn't i'm not really sure where he is living because he doesn't want the mom to drive him home so you never really see where he goes he literally jumps out of the car yeah <laughs> and he doesn't i mean he's not employed whereas both you know the dad still is he what is he is he a therapist he's a psychiatrist psychiatrist like he's sort of still employed and talking to other patients even though he's literally like there's a scene where you literally see him about to like inject himself yeah so it's just sort of that element it's like it's kind of okay for them even though it shouldn't be mm. which is quite bad again like exposing that sort of element of how people who seem so happy like their lives often just aren't yeah really. although i wonder to what extent that is their only child having a terminal illness yeah that no that definitely would be difficult like that's horrible but she, um, I don't know, I've for some reason I got the impression the mum's sort of history with the pills that she takes and things was more of like a long term. I mean, I guess we don't know how long Miller's had cancer so, for. Yeah. We know she's well, the mum takes, the mum takes anxiety medication, mm. but seems to take a lot of it. Yeah. Well, there's one moment at the dinner when I think she meets Moses for the first oh. time and she's definitely taken too many pills and she sort of literally admits that she's high. And yeah. 
just sort of laughs and then yeah and it's her husband prescribing them yeah which is interesting and again the husband's a bit dodgy with his job in that way like he literally Mm. says to moses come and live with us and i'll give you what you need like i'll literally just write off medication for you Mm. but then i guess his he's doing it for his daughter who has a terminal illness what does a job matter at the end of the day yeah and also moses i think I mean, they're not that strong, I don't think, because Moses is like, these are rubbish anyway. Like, mm. if Moses takes... I don't even know, because they never tell us. Yeah, they don't really But know. I don't think... I think when Moses says these are actually rubbish anyway, like, mm. they're probably going to be. Yeah. Realistically. I do actually have so many questions about Moses. Yeah. Like, just sort of <laughs> how... That sort of, I guess, the drug. I don't know. Like, there's a yeah. He's still very mysterious. Like, you don't know much about him. You know that he's got a mum and a brother. You don't mm. actually really. It never really zooms in on the mum's face mm-hmm. and says her name. So you only know the fact that he has a brother. Mm. And you're, I don't know. Like, there's just questions. But their relationship's definitely intense, considering they literally met and then it was kind of. I love the meeting scene. The meeting scene mm. is the first scene, and it's so random and kind of crazy yeah it sets the tone for the film and it really does but it's a proper sort of star-crossed lover moment where it's like two people who just oh. meet by chance but you can just tell like it's so lucky that it wasn't a misconnection because they really were meant mm-hmm. for each other <laughs> <laughs> but um should yeah, I, go should on. I play a song quickly yeah let's do it almost a halfway Right, here's another classical, and it's Mozart. And it's Symphony Number 25 and G minor. Not that that means anything to me. I'm just going to cut off the song there because it's really long. 
it's quite long. That's another little tidbit of classical music, which is actually, I quite like having such different genres in this, in today's yeah. soundtrack. No, definitely. It's, um, yeah, like, I don't think we played any classical music in the previous no. ones as well. Um, so that was Wolfgang, Wolfgang. Amadeus Mozart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were discussing if um, Moses is <laughs> <laughs> animals or wolf. Because he's got a massive tattoo of a wolf on his Yeah, hand. a really ugly one. And then on his face, what does it say? It says Le Loop. Le Loop. Which is French yeah. for the wolf. And, and he's got like a paw print by his yeah. ear. You really need to watch the film just to experience the tattoos. He also has a rat tail. Yeah. He dresses off. It's such a weird but amazing character. Yeah. Like he somehow pulls off rat tail, really weird clothes. That is the worst clothes. Really intense and bad tattoos. A lot of face tattoos. The, worst. the ones in his ear as well. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like a cut. Yeah. At first. But he does have a cut on his arm as well because she's like, he might have fallen off his bike. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. And Miller also describes him as a as a wild dog. Yeah. <laughs> to so her music teacher. His spirit animal is clearly a wolf going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. But um but he's also like such a sensitive character. Mm. Like he's very caring towards her. Mm. He's not I mean he's an odd guy, don't get me wrong. He's <laughs> But like when she they go to a party and she drinks alcohol and it I think sort of for the first time because she sort of says is he asks her if she can make some of his her meds and she says well it's never really come up in conversation yeah um and she's vomiting and things and he does sort of just take her out on the party and like looks after her yeah but then again ends up sort of leaving her yeah on that rooftop place. Yeah, so, he's. I think it's good because it just it's so unromanticized the film. Yeah, it is really. And every relationship it examines. Yeah. Also, what did you think? So Miller kind of dances alone for a lot of the party, and what did you think of that kind of like robot androgynous person who oh like comes up God. to her and doesn't say anything yeah. and just kind of like. That is like a. Really... They have like a weird moment. I don't know if it's her imagination because no one else interacts. But it's so otherworldly. Yeah. Like it's literally either it's sort of this sort of there's like a projector kind of shining on there. Yeah. With sort of like a stars in a way, like it's like yeah. little circles and shapes sort of going around. And this woman is literally wearing this tight metallic silver mm. it's not I'm not actually sure it is a woman. I'm not, I'm yeah, that. I was gonna say it's, that. It's not it's they're very androgynous. Yeah. Yeah, um, gender fluid. And well, got a sort of a silver line down their head. They're quite alien dressed. Yeah. It's like all metallic and like, I think they're wearing some kind of like bald cap that's like painted. But also, also robotic. Miller. Like when they were sort of stunning face to face, I felt like it was an odd sort of reflection of like, maybe, I don't know, I don't know if it's too deep, like, you know, like how she's so. No, go for it. Like alien in her own. Well, yeah. Like it felt very, because they literally had a moment where they sort of kind of held each other's faces. Yeah. And it was so like otherworldly kind of felt like yeah. she was just spacing out and looking at herself from another dimension and yeah i think they look similar in a really odd yeah way. there are a lot of really interesting moments like that there's also when miller is at this party and her parents are like oh my god she's missing so they're going yeah. around asking people one of the people the mum asks who's rollerblading yeah in a very short wig which looks just like one of the ways she would wear mm-hmm. like really reminded me of miller and i yeah. thought that was interesting yeah. Um, but also there are moments like that like we mentioned there are really short scenes that will have random titles because each one kind of has its own title yeah. one of them is Miller talks to dead people and oh it's just gosh, a scene there's no dialogue she's just kind of light is shining into one of her eyes and she's just kind of she's just kind mm-hmm. of chilling and yeah. like moving slightly it sounds really weird but it doesn't feel weird no the actress is really it's good it's actually really she really knows how to pull off. Moment to watch it, yeah, like, but it's so short, you kind of forget it even happened. Yeah, I did in a way. Yeah, but it is. I guess it's, it's like it shows how sort of isolating this, this experience is. For Completely. Her. Like we can watch this film and you know sympathize and empathize, but mm. we're not going to be able to understand that feeling of knowing that she's in a weird like. Is it because it's so odd? Because like there's half light on her face, half dark, and it's that whole like. She's in a weird in-between mm. of knowing that she's dying, so she's not quite with yeah. the dead. And she obviously is with the living, but she's also not in the same position yeah. as like, everyone else in a way. Like, it That's isn't... such a good point. 
I know, like, it's such an odd experience for her to be going through. She has so, quite a lot of, like, alone moments. Yeah. Like, maybe one of the, like, best moments is when she kind of realises she's about to die on her mm-hmm. birthday. Yeah. And she wakes up at, like, 5am yeah. and just goes out and listens to the birds. And it's yeah. du- uh, not dusk, the other one. Dawn. Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, wow, the birds are crazy. <laughs> And that's what that's she says. Really also, sad. birds come up so much yeah. in the film. Oh my god, and really, like, Australian birds. Really very Not Australian like birds. a pigeon in a magpie. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know, I don't know what it means. Yeah, they're all very so, cool They're looking. really cool and colourful and, I guess, sticking with their Australian roots. But Yeah, I don't odd. know what it means. I don't know what it means. I also noticed in one of the something. scenes where they're just... I can't remember what they would... I think it was just Moses and um, Miller just, like, chilling or something. But you can, like, very subtly hear bird noises as well. Mm. I was like, wow, they've made an effort to layer in yeah. bird noises There's even here. There's something so calming about bird noises, isn't it? Like, that... Yeah. Like, nature, they just... But she... That scene when she did go outside, mm. that was the moment I did feel, like... Sad. The eyes welling up. Because like, it was just so calm for her mm. but it's just sad knowing that she knew that, that was the moment she was yeah. like gonna have one last time she was just by herself she didn't disturb her parents she didn't you know, she went them. yeah she went to go see she them just, and just yeah. looked at them and then and moved on just really gave her that herself that closure in a way mm. but before that happens there mm. is that weird I don't normally use the word weird actually, but she does ask Moses to basically kill her. Yeah. Um, and it's really intense to watch. Yeah. Because he gets her so well, like they get each other so well. Mm. So he doesn't find it, I don't know, weird that she asked him. And he gets upset though. And cries. Yeah. And, but then ends up trying for her mm. in a way. And it's really, it's, it's quite painful to watch in a way. Yeah, she says, I don't want to live another morning. But the thing is, she then doesn't. She mm. dies anyway. Yeah, it is sad. And she doesn't end up going to the formal as well. She wears her dress, though. She does wear her dress. She, she but... dies on her birthday. She has a big yeah. birthday party. Yeah. And the neighbour who we've mentioned has her baby as well. Yeah. Which is kind of an interesting like... one life ending, another one beginning. Yeah, that was quite a nice thing that they did. Yeah. Should we... Yeah, what does your name it, Miller? Yeah, I was thinking I that. I feel like she kind of would in a way, like you know, like I really like the neighbor, way. even though we've made her sound bad. She's she is she's a bad really guy, nice. No. She's a really good egg. And even when, because um, at the party, so she sort of starts mm, eating. Oh yeah. And she doesn't. She literally says quietly. I don't actually know the music teacher's name, but she literally mm. just says quietly to him, like, "Can you take me to the hospital?" Yeah. She doesn't disturb the moment of yeah. Miller and gone playing music. She just sort of sneaks out, and then Miller's like, "Hang on." Oh, Toby, that's her name. Yeah. It's Toby going into the... Again, like, quite I like, I like the yeah. name Toby for yeah. a woman. And her dog's called Henry, which is the name of the dad. <laughs> <laughs> Toby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just going back to the party scene, oh, yeah. uh, let's play the song that comes on... Um, oh, where's it gone? So this is the song that plays when they're going to the party. And this is very different. This is proper, like bubblegum pop kind of vibe at first I didn't like it then I was like this is actually so fitting for her because you forget how young she is anyway here it is Just talk about what we wanna be Work out, make a work out, ayy Time's not a thing, 
<clears throat> so that I think was interesting because at first I was like, oh, I don't really like this. But then I was like, actually, if I was like 16, I'd probably really like this. Yeah. And it's also, it's pop, but it covers up, it's kind of one of those songs that makes light of really deep things. Like one of the lyrics that repeats is, and you didn't even want to die once this week. Yeah. And I was like, that's kind of interesting because like Miller dresses up her kind of sad things and makes it into something happy yeah and upbeat with her funky colored wigs and like yeah her sense of humor and her dancing mm. and everything like that and it's she also just a cute so hard, scene on the she? on this train yeah together. she um, and this is by so it's for real by Malrat, who is an australian singer i thought she was australian yeah, which i thought was interesting because we don't actually i don't think there's many actual australian music in the in the soundtrack soundtrack. i don't think we've had a single one until now um, she is present as well she that's not an old song yeah no it's not Um, because i know some of her music but it's not like that no it's much more like less bubble gummy (laughs) but you're right like the bubble gumminess does work for Mm. at the end of the day like a 16-ish year old girl yeah you also it's good to listen to kind of pop music I guess in a way with was sad because like it doesn't take you down a spiral in a way. Yeah. And she is having that sort of sweet you know moment with her boyfriend like on the train and stuff. Yeah. Like it is all good energy. It's good vibes. I'm just looking okay so we have three songs left. Okay. Let's just play this one and then we can discuss more. This one's called cool. Business and it's by Tune Yards.
So that's the song that then plays inside the party that they were on the train to. And that's when Miller's kind of doing her own thing because Moses has his other kind of girlfriend who he's kind of with but kind of not with. And she's just like, I'm just going to dance. Yeah. It's quite odd her reaction annoyed because I thought she was going to get more annoyed. Yeah. But she kind of just like, I'm going to do my own thing. And I kind of love that. She was just like, I'm at a party and I'm going to have fun. Yeah. Especially because she was the one who got invited first in a way. (laughs) (laughs) um, Moses is selling some drugs to this yeah. boy and he doesn't really go into his character and he turns to uh, Miller and she says do you want to come to this party tonight and Moses yeah. kind of like well okay <laughs> cool but eventually they do reconnect at the party yeah. and then they go to a like restaurant or like mm-hmm. a diner more yeah. and there's a band who play a cover of a song called Baby by Donnie and Joe Emerson and this song was like unknown. This song has an interesting story because it was made by these two brothers in like the seventies, I think. In nineteen seventy nine, they like made it in a barn, and they made like a hundred copies of it or something because yeah. they're not musicians. And then nothing came of it. And then forty years later, I can't remember who, but someone relatively famous found one in like a charity shop or something. Yeah. And then it's become really famous. Oh, wow. But they found like you know. Instead of finding fame when they were like 20, they found fame when they were like 60. Which is really interesting story. It's a really nice song though, here it is. It's called Baby. Just 
that was a nice moment in the film. Yeah, and a really nice song. A really nice song. Like, I really vibes with it. It's a really calm song. The next song is my favourite song. It's also the last song. Okay. That we're going to play. <laughs> um, and this is... This is when they're just kind of chilling by the pool. They have a nice day, basically. Yeah. And it's one of their, like, last nice days of... Yeah. I think this is after they've realised it's terminal. Because basically in the film she finds another lump. Yeah. And, again, because there are loads of gaps in the film, we don't really know what happens hospital-wise or diagnosis-wise, but mm-hmm. or it's quite great. Or she just needs it in a way. Well, because yeah, she might know, have been suggested to. that because... It is terminal, and then they found another lump, and like she does end up passing away yeah. in her own bed rather than a hospital bed. So yeah. I don't know if there's a part where we just don't it's know. It's more sort of like they self-medicate with morphine in a way mm. to sort of stay okay. at home. But anyway, let's play the um. So this the is Diamond Day by Vashti Bunyan, and it even has like the title when they have another one of the little titles. It's just another Diamond Day. Yeah. And this is my fave song from the soundtrack. Such a peaceful song. Yeah. And a peaceful moment. Yeah. And again, almost an element of like folkiness. Again, yeah. in the song. Like, I feel like they've really included songs which have, which aren't folk songs, but have a bit of an um, unusual folk sound to them. Yeah. Which is quite cool. Just a really nice moment. Okay, yeah. we have about 50 seconds left. So, why don't you tell me who your fave character was? Um, I think it has to be Miller. I agree. Because I think she's so strong for what she's going through. And just the way that she stays so true to herself. And yeah. And she, she is so clever that like she tells mm. her own parents often, like, but not in like a rude way. Like, yeah, like she sees learned, through them. Exactly. Like she's learned clearly lots of like, kind of like psychiatry terms from her dad's mm. and you dad and uses it on them. Mm-hmm. She knows her mum's got a job for them. She knows that Moses isn't the perfect boyfriend, but Yeah. What about you? Miller. I just really oh. like her. She's really unique. Yeah. I mean, creds to the actress because she really created such a like distinct character. Um and next next week. You know what? We'll surprise you next week. We don't know what film we're doing yet. Thanks for <laughs> listening. <laughs>